0: Hello everyone, I am Samori, your host, and the fellas are here for another episode of SJH Man Cave. And this week's It Takes a Village, Jason's wife loves to hoard things, while I enjoy working out with my daughter. Then Hudson follows up on one of our Black Businesses of the Week. Finally, we'll dive into the main topic of the recent controversy surrounding Sweetie Pie. Remember that you can see our videos on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. Once you're there, please hit that subscribe button. You can also like, share, and follow us on Facebook at SJH Podcast Family, Twitter and Instagram at SJH Man Cave, and email us at info at sjhmancave.com.
1: And with all that being said, let's dive right in. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was, is I married my mother, and she's a hoarder. I had my mother and my father, but apparently somewhere along the line, my mother infused it into my subconscious that I marry her. And somehow, somehow on the West side of Chicago, I found the exact doppelganger of my mother. I'm in a two bedroom apartment and I'm surrounded by things. I'm surrounded by stuff, mostly boxes. It used to be Amazon boxes, but most of the boxes and whatnot was inside Amazon boxes, so I throw most of the Amazon boxes out, and then there's just boxes that remain. I got a deep fry and whatnot that's sitting in the corner that she used maybe four times. Ain't fried nothing since. It's been about two years. Uses the regular pots. I'm like, what about that deep fry? I don't feel like pulling out that deep fry. I said, well, why we get this damn deep fry there? I, I I come in the house the other day, and just like any other day, I, I work pretty late hours. I don't usually get in the house till about. Maybe about eleven forty-five, twelve o'clock at night, and I'm gone for the majority of the day. So my wife, she likes to have a conversation with me, and I keep myself open for that, even though I really just want to get into bed. But I have to give my wife time in order to vent about her day. So this particular night, early, I was with Junior, and he lost one of his teeth. So I asked her, I was like, "Hey, did you make sure did you put his tooth?" you know, under his pillow so we could do the whole tooth fairy thing, throw a couple of dollars under the pillow so the boy be happy, make the tooth fairies real, and take more of my money. It's just, she tells me, no, she didn't take the tooth and put it under his pillow. It was in a drawer. And I'm like, okay, well, when are you going to put it under one of his pillow? She's like, I don't think I want to because, well, if I do, then what do I, do I just throw it away after that? She says, no. She says, no, I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to keep it. Which caused me to pause because she ended it at that. She said she was going to keep it. <laughs> that makes
0: complete sense. Say, so no follow up required. <laughs> I say, I say,
1: I say, honey, what you uh, what you got plan on? What you, what you going to do with this tooth? With this tooth? And she doesn't know she might end up making a scrapbook. So <laughs> now, look, normally when my wife talks to me, I don't get upset. But at that point was when I realized I married my mother, because it sounded like something exactly like my mother would do. She she literally she's lived. My mother lives in a garden apartment out in DeKalb and literally has everything from her three bedroom house in that garden apartment. She won't get rid of nothing. Y'all remember? Y'all helped me move. Matter of fact, some more. You helped me move all that stuff out there. Oh yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Whole lot of crap, right? Had to go to had to go to the house and the storage unit to get all this crap. It's in a garden apartment right now, all of it. I don't know how she's living in it. I think she's sleeping on the table. I don't know. Like, I got upset. Like, when, what? in the hell are you gonna do with these teeth? So you telling me there's gonna be a conversation that takes place somewhere in the future where you gonna pull out this scrapbook and you gonna show Junior his teeth from when he was six? <laughs> and this is. And this is going to be some joyous occasion. Go get the scrapbook, honey, with the teeth in it. Huh? We you ain't even we don't even have we don't have we don't have any point of reference for this because we don't have anybody else's teeth. We don't have Jada's teeth. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't have that one tooth they pulled out my mouth one time. We just don't have that. We don't have tooth, we don't have teeth scrapbooks. Nor do we have any need to have a conversation about this in the future. You know what I remember, Junior? I remember when you lost your two front teeth. Hey, let me go get that scrapbook off the shelf real quick. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. So I can show Junior his two front teeth from when he was six. And I just I
2: why don't you use the deep fryer? <laughs> why, why, why you gotta wait on her to use the deep fryer? get you some chicken get
1: I don't fry <laughs> I, don't, I definitely don't have a need for a deep fry I don't need
2: deep fried. I'm fat enough okay <laughs> why don't you get up and use it use the deep fry you, you can deep fry some veggies you know it ain't gotta be chicken look here
1: I don't need more food than I eat deep fried I don't I'm trying to to get her to stop deep frying stuff so I can actually get healthy. But I think that's the whole other thing. It's just like I believe I married my mother. I think he's trying to keep me fat on purpose. Hudson, what about you?
2: What do you have to share? So my wife, right, she'll get desserts and she'll take them and it'll last a week, two weeks or whatever. And I get mad because there's always a piece left over that she leaves. I can't have it, it's hers, but she leave it there. She let it go stale. She let it go bad, and then she throw it out. And I ask her what happened to that piece because I know she ain't eat it. So I ask her what happened to it. Oh, I threw it out. It was bad. Why couldn't I have it? But okay, now me, when I get desserts, I take them and I eat them all up, Like, like in a day or two. And then I just won't get dessert for like the next four or five days because I don't believe in unfinished business. So, you know, you got half a cake there. You know, what the fuck is that half a cake doing sitting right there? You need to get eaten. <laughs> you know, you got to take care of that. So that's me. So recently we went and got these desserts, right? And, and you know, again, I, I, I eat mine up. And I and I ate it up with the full expectation that on day two I was gonna get her other half of dessert that she didn't eat because I figured to myself she she going again she just gonna let it sit she don't want it anyway she didn't got her fill of it so hey it's for me to knock it back you know I'm cool right? so I the next day she started talking about it she like gives little hints that she's gonna eat it so I'm like OK, she playing with me now. OK. Uh, so I'm just like, oh, yeah. OK, honey. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to eat it. All right. You know, and so I let it go for that day. I'm like, OK, I just got to wait another day for my treats. So I sit and I chill. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and so the next day after that, again, she dropping hints like she going to eat it. OK, oh, OK, I, I see you. I see you. you trying to let this go bad. I finally found out the reason, you know, at least what I think the reason is. Clearly, she's trying to control when I have my treats and how much of the treats I get. She is trying to control my cycle of treats. OK, unacceptable very unacceptable because like i said it's like an ocd for me now i'm looking at this half a half a container of it there's nothing on the other half the other half is empty and so i got a half sitting there and i want to (laughs) but You know, <laughs> you gotta eat it up. Just like man, I you know it's like burning a hole through my soul that I gotta eat it. And finally, finally, right? And, and, and get this, she gonna say this like she doing me a favor, right? Finally, she like so. Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, uh, I mean, you 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 wanna go ahead and uh, you wanna take that that little cobbler. In there. I was like, yes, I do. Yeah, I think I almost caught a little pause in there as if she was waiting for me to say thank you. You know, like I was supposed to thank her for this privilege. And and when I feel like it's my right. So, you know, she did mm-hmm. she get a thank you? Absolutely not. But I don't know. I gotta think there's a bunch of other people out there like me who can't stand to see half eaten cakes. You know, a quarter of a pie just sitting there or, you know, uh, uh, an eighth of a Danish just sitting there all lonely by itself. I got to tell you, Hudson,
1: I might have been one of those people until you started talking. Till you till you said treats. You said treats 10 times in a row. And that just made me hate snacks and treats. I don't even want to look at a piece of pie and cake. I'm about to go ahead and throw the rest of my birthday cake away cuz of you. <laughs> my wife and I, we
0: have a 3-day rule cuz she barely eats. <laughs> all right, so and she does not like leftovers. And so all the time she'll waste food, and it used to irritate the crap out of me. Uh, so I was like, "Look, from now on, we have you have 3 days to eat whatever you bring into this house. Once three days have passed, I'm going to assume it's a free-for-all. And I'm not going to ask beforehand. I'm going to just take it. All right? And, it's, <laughs> and she'll complain. She'll complain. And every so often, I'll be like, hey, it's been three days. I was going to eat this. Are you okay with that? And she'll be like, I mean, technically, no, but... I know I'm not going to eat it, so yes, go ahead. <laughs> like it, it's it's not that she doesn't want to eat it because she plans to eat it. She just doesn't like the idea of being you know taking her food. But she did me super bogus uh, about a month ago. We knew you know I talked before about how we're on this health journey and we've been eating much better. And so right before we knew we were going to start with this keto lifestyle. We went to Sean Michelle's and we got some cobbler. I we got we both got a large peach. I ate mine up, no problem. Hers sitting in the fridge. And I'm looking at this, like, she really not gonna eat this? She really gonna leave this in there? And another day passes. We get to Sunday, day before we we, we kicked it off with a three-day fast, right? And I'm like, surely she's gonna eat this cobbler before we start this three-day fast, so I'm not going to be in the middle of this keto fast and doing this keto lifestyle. But every time I open up the fridge, I'm going to see a large peach cobbler sitting in the fridge. Surely that's not what's about to happen. So I go back to her and I'm like, yo, you going you gonna to knock down this cobbler? If you, you need me to knock down this cobbler, that's no problem. I, I'll handle it. She's like, no, I'm going to eat it. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. It's none of your business. And I'm like, hey, okay. Okay, so Sunday passes. And of course, now I'm in this keto lifestyle. I can't even can't even eat this cobbler. No way. I'm supposed to be doing good. And we go a whole month with that cobbler sitting there. Mm -hmm. Finally, she picks it up and she's like, oh, you know what? This is probably bad by now. Let me go ahead and throw this out. And I I watched her. I watched her throw out (laughs) this large peach cobbler (laughs) in the trash that had been sitting in the fridge, I couldn't, you haven't been so angry, you couldn't even speak. That's <laughs> the way I was looking at her doing this. Like it sounds like she the, did the that in, on purpose. <laughs> Bruh, the inhumanity of it. And so now um, we're on a little staycation. We were supposed to be in Mexico during this time, actually. But you know, of course, COVID happened. We can't go nowhere. So we're in this staycation. So, you know, we we were having a little treat while on the uh, the staycation, and I went I went up there today. I got uh, uh, two of the peaches and one of the apples, right? Because I never had an apple cobbler and I remember us to talk about it before. I'ma eat this peach and I'ma tell her, you got to the end of our vacation to <laughs> to to eat to eat your cobbler. If it ain't there by the end of vacation. I'm not allowing it to sit in the fridge and tip me out of what I'm supposed
2: to be doing. Thank you very much. When treats go in the garbage, I take it personal. There, Come on now. There's no reason for for treats. To, I mean, the, the stuff costs money. We're spending money on on these treats, and then they just go in the trash like that? Come on, you know? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not classy. So, for
0: me... Uh, on my mind, again, Mention my health, health journey. Part of that has been trying to be more active, which, by the way, I got to say, is going much better than it, it ever has in years past. Even today, I ha- I ended up having to do a bunch of walking around, standing around, and just three months ago, you know, that would have been absolute hell. I would have been drenched in sweat and it would have been a huge you know, um, impact on my spine. I barely felt it. I barely felt it. So even though I don't feel like I'm looking healthier, I feel great already. And so that's been, that's been really, really uh, nice. But part of that is trying to work out more. I'll be honest, I hate working out. Um, it, it is almost always boring to me. Um, I find it very difficult to push myself to work out more and to keep track on, you know, how much I'm pushing myself during the workouts. The entire process bores me to tears, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult <laughs> for me to really, you know, I'm good with working out. When you're doing things that are not directly about working out, like my favorite way to work out is to play basketball. You know, but unfortunately, I don't have a way to, you know, like go out with a, with a bunch of guys to play basketball right now. Uh, you know, stuff like that. To just go down in the basement and lift weights and run in place and do all that kind of stuff, it, it does nothing for me. But I know, in order to be healthier and get to the health goals that I'm trying to achieve, I have to be active on a regular basis. So I've been going out in the backyard and. To get some I I jump rope and then I run from our staircase all the way to the back gate and back because I still don't feel uh, confident enough to actually be one of those people who's jogging down the block or, you know, jogging around the, the general neighborhood. You know, I get I get tired very easily. And and what really happens is is my spine like tenses up in a way that makes it very, very difficult for me to be able to walk or, or move forward. And I, I hate being in those types of situations when I'm not somewhere where I can sit and when I'm not at home. So for right now, I'm trying to get the cardio going in an enclosed environment where I know, you know, I, I'll be OK. But a lot of times Simone is with me. And I am finding that Simone is awesome to work out with because she finds ways to make these incredibly boring things very fun to do and uh, uh, pushes me to want to do them more. So the thing she loves to see me doing the most is the running back and forth. So she'll run behind me while I'm doing it. She'll scream, wait, 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 while I'm running towards the gate and running back. And then if the break is, if I take, if, if I'm taking too long of a break, she'll pull on my arm and point toward, back towards the gate and say, run, run. Like she, she is not with the standing around at all. And it's just, it's just really awesome. I, I really enjoy it, and of course, all the different workouts that I'm trying to do, like jumping jacks or squats or things of that nature. She's trying to do them right along with me, and it, it's it's fun for her. And if I'm breathing heavy, and <laughs> because of course all this stuff is hard for me, she pretends that it's just as hard for her. She starts copying my heavy heavy breathing and saying, ah, 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 "Run, Daddy," <laughs> and it's just. It's all awesome, you know, and it's really important to me that I raise a child who doesn't repeat my same mistakes, my same failures. You know, it is a personal failing of mine that for the vast majority of my life, I've been a very inactive person, uh, an unhealthy person who's doing unhealthy eating. And I really want to make sure that That's not something I pass down to my kids. We see all the time, especially in the black community, these people who are incredibly uh, overweight and are clearly experiencing health issues. And they're walking around with a kid that's eight or nine years old and looking like they might already have diabetes, like barely starting life and clearly on a path towards an unhealthy lifestyle that is only going to complicate things on them further, and uh, I strongly believe that as a parent, you set your children up to have better lives than what you than what you had. And so, I want to make sure that she's aware that hey, my, your your father's life was negatively impacted by the way that he ate and by the lack of uh, of regular activity. And it's important that you don't make that same choice and that you decide now that, hey, regular activity and, and eating in a way that is good for me is something that's important and I'm going to carry throughout my entire life.
1: That's what's up, sir. I swear to God, I just want to stop this. I just hate feeling bad. That's what sucks so much about this shit. Like, you, you love the weight. You love being the big guy. You love all that stuff, but this shit takes a toll after a while, especially when you start getting up there in age. And shit, like, it, it's cool until you fucking around and walk up a flight of stairs and feel like you about to fucking collapse and shit. Yeah, I, I get what you mean on that shit. So I'm glad you feel it. I'm glad you had a moment where you felt better. And I'm glad your daughter gets to sit there and watch you fucking around, try and change your life. Because even though you make mistakes and whatnot, it's awesome to have her there for your for your success. And 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 that's, and that's that success, You might somebody might call that shit small, man, but that shit's big especially when you hear how excited you are about it because it means it's mm-hmm. something that you want to want to keep doing. And then you got her as your motivation and whatnot that's out there with you and whatnot. You don't, you don't need a bunch of guys around with you all the time. You got your daughter pushing you and that's what's up. And that's what it's all yeah. about. She want to see she to see her daddy when she crossed that college stage and she wants to make sure you were able to walk up to her, give a her big old hug, toss her around and all that other good stuff. So that's what's up, bro.
2: I definitely have to make some uh, some lifestyle changes on on my diet. Um, what, what, <laughs> Mister Adonis?
0: <laughs> Mister Adonis talking about lifestyle changes in health. I know y'all y'all might not have ever seen the full body picture of uh,
1: Hudson.
0: <laughs> Let's just make it clear, all right? The women always chose him over me. <laughs> let there let there be no
2: doubt. Now look here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I got the well I got the suave uh, uh, looks there but you know <laughs> you know I, I, am, I am far from the form that Samori's talking about at this time in my life. And you know let's be honest man when you, when, you have, uh, when you have kids that you even when you're chasing them around, you know and with all the time that they take you don't make the most healthy choices meat is definitely my downfall. I feel like I have to have a, a, a burger. I have to have some type of beef. I have to have chicken. I always got to have, feel like I got to have meat where I just don't feel like I had a real meal. So same here. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's one that and, and the sweet tooth, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I can't, I can't let a half eaten cake go. You know, I, I just got to, there are certain things I got to, I got to change around. So you know, I, I feel you, man. I'm glad you're on that journey. You know, and, and I hope to I hope to seriously join you on that journey real soon. You know, I gotta do it for the kids.
1: I tell you what, that that that's something about that weight loss too, is I like when I got into them two X shirts, or at least this shit, three X, two X shirts, and the shit wasn't fuck around and trying to suffocate me, I felt real damn good about myself, Jack. And I was yeah. feeling good. I was doing that 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 CrossFit stuff and whatnot. I think that was a big part of like a lot of my health and whatnot too. Like I was getting stronger and like a lot of them aches and pains and stuff was going away too. I, and, and the fact that like being in like a class with like a bunch of people who like ain't like real judgmental, like you got older guys here, you had a dude in there that was bigger than me. Like that shit, it's encouraging in a way. Because it's like, okay, well, I don't need to be, I, I don't have to walk into this being some all-star athlete or something. Or I ain't got to be real strong. The whole point is it wasn't because you want to be healthy. The whole point is because you don't you want to feel better. You know what I mean? And I remember the, I, I did that CrossFit for about six, seven months. And that was like, that, was, that shit was life-changing. That shit made me feel real good about myself. It really did.
0: Being a person who's, over, who's overweight, it kind of puts you on a wheel because you'll feel bad about yourself which is going to make you eat more, Mm -hmm. which is going to keep you in the same situation. So I think when you're able to kind of turn that corner and make some changes regarding your lifestyle, and then you start feeling better, it helps get you off of that wheel and makes it easier for you to continue doing the things that are going to allow you to create change. Mm -hmm. Let's move on then to our uh, Black Business of the Week section and Hudson you uh, had mentioned to me that you actually followed up with one of the black businesses that we've showcased before.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I mean, as as people I'm sure can guess, is that, uh, you know, when we mention these businesses, that, that uh, you know, it doesn't mean that all of us have been to this business. Sometimes it's just one of us or we've heard of some great reviews and we want to showcase them, right? So in this case, I had never personally been to Sean Michelle's. When I heard You know samori's review of them and and heard that he went you know i was like okay i need to check this out because i'm a man that's serious about my desserts and i want to know is it as good as he's saying it it was and you know i'm I'm not going to go into specifics but some threats were thrown around letting them know that if if it, it wasn't what he said it was there might be some problems i'm not saying where those threats came from or or to who they went to but you know, I, I went on ahead and decided to give them a try. And and I, I gotta say, I, I was, you know, sometimes you get reviews from people and reviews are so good, you feel like once you get there, it's not, you know, it's like they hyped it up so much. Now you're just unimpressed, you know, like a movie. You get all these fantastic trailers. Now the movie just not as yeah, black. But in this case, absolutely not. Sean Michelle's I got three different things from there. Well, ended up eating four different things because that's the cobbler I was talking about earlier that I, you know, got. Anyway, I ate four separate things from there and you expect that one of them is going to be like subpar or something, you know. You know, I'd have been fine if two out of four was great. I'm like, okay, there's two things I can get off of that menu. Well, all four of them joints was on fire. All four of them bomb. I, you know... I got the apple cobbler, the peach cobbler, the strawberry cheesecake ice cream. Um, I can't I think I can't remember what the last thing I got. I think it was like uh rum raisin. Yes, the rum raisin. And look, y'all, I don't even eat rum raisin ice cream, but I just got it because I was like, OK, some. Spe- I'm at a special place. If I'm ever going to try rum raisin ice cream, it might as well be here. Man, I'm telling you, I was I was I was blown away each bite was was just as good as the last. I I was incredibly impressed. I'm telling you, it, it's one of those things where I eat it and then I I look over at my wife and I think, you know, I gotta take her on upstairs. You know and, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's like man, I you know, I got I gotta share this joy with someone else. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I'm just
1: going to leave it at that. Hey, that being said about their social distancing, uh, I went to I went out to Hudson did. I, I went and I had me uh, some of that peach cobbler and that apple cobbler. And I think I tried some of their pralines and cream. And Jada ended up trying. I think it was either the Oreo cookie or that strawberry Oreo cookie, one of them. Either way or whatnot, everything was fantastic. I, I ate that apple cobbler when I got home. I held on to that peach cobbler and took it to work with me. And I, I couldn't take no ice cream with me because I was going to work. Since, you know, I blew my stomach out the last time I took a lot of food to work with. So <laughs> I decided just to take the peach cobbler this time. But to mention that about that social distancing, I did, that's the one thing that I really liked about Sean Michelle's is that uh, their, their, their customer service was awesome. Number one, the young lady that greeted me at the door, they took our temperature and she, you know, they gave us the little menu and everything and told, told me what to do, fill it out. And then when they call, here's what I need people to do when y'all go in there and and y'all, y'all pay pay attention what the young lady says at the front door. So when you get around over to the window, you are not screaming through all that glass and your mask and everything else, help these people out. They, they, they trying to tell you, to put your menu in the little envelope thing so they can read what you want. So they ain't trying to scream through this stupid mask and this thick glass. And I swear to God, about six people behind me walked up with their menus and got to screaming over the glass about what they wanted and how I get, huh, what you say, huh? Could you put the menu in the, in the envelope? Could you? huh, I can't hear you. Was, oh my God, help these people out. These little young kids were so professional. And I appreciated the fact that they just snap off and give me the damn menu. (laughs) (laughs) The kids were so damn professional. It was one young brother in there too that basically was in there explaining everything over this glass and through his mask. And I know in his heart he didn't want to do it, but I I, I appreciate his professionalism and and doing what he did. And y'all go there, man. Y'all go correct, man. Just fill out the envelope, fill out the menu, stick it in the little slot and whatnot. Let them read what you want. Don't be sitting there yelling and screaming at them kids and they'll you can't hear them and they can't hear you. Okay? there's too much stuff going on. Let's work together. Yeah. Let me piggyback on that as well and remind everyone
0: we're in the middle of a pandemic. All right. And there are a lot of rules and laws that our government is placing upon these businesses that they have to abide by in order to deal with this pandemic. I went there today to get the cobbler and um, there were some people around me who were complaining about having to abide by these rules and, you know, wear masks. She's like, why can't I just walk up there in order? And, you know, it was an older lady. She looked like she was in her, like, 50s, maybe 60s. So I, I held back. But I wanted to turn around and be like, are you living under a rock? <laughs> Do you understand what's going on right now? Like... <laughs> they don't really have a choice in this. They have to abide by uh, social distancing rules, not only because the government is requiring it of them, but also we're reaching a point where I guarantee you, there are some folks when they go to an establishment, if they feel like that establishment is not enforcing proper social distancing uh, rules, they they turn it right back around. They're like, you're not gonna catch me up in this bad boy. All right, people want to know that businesses are taking the necessary steps to protect their customers. So this is way of life, at least for the next few months. Please don't go up in there, you know, cuss the people out and having a whole attitude and saying this, you know, uh, is difficult for you to deal with. How do you think they feel? That some of these new measures require money. Like none of them were actually prepared for this. None of them wanted to do this. None of them wanna make you wear a mask. None of them want to force less customers to be inside their place of business at one time. This is what's required. We're all making adjustments. So please, especially to our own people who are providing a valuable service to the community, running a business that really cares about its customers, keeping that business clean, Trying to pr- give us something real, come on, y'all. Let, let's treat the let's treat our, our black businesses with the respect that they deserve. All right, and stop and stop with the foolishness. If you got a problem with all these social distancing rules, write Pritzker, write Lightfoot. <laughs> tell them what the tell them about what you want to do. Don't be going to your local black business talking about well, why do I have to wear a mask? You sound like an idiot.
2: She sound like I a worked. Trump supporter. See you, prob- too. you probably you probably should have turned around and said, Well, oh, if Trump was here, we'd be up there ordering right now, wouldn't we? <laughs> See what she said.
0: <laughs> I know who you voting for in November. <laughs>
1: exactly. I work at a retail exactly. store and I always get this, every now and again I'll get one of them. I get people who always come in and ask, You getting any of them Karen's in the store yet? And I tell them I get the K's and whatnot. I ain't had a full-blown Karen. Because I always hit them with the one thing and shit. Because they always talk about it. It's like, I don't understand why I got to wear masks. It's because that Grublin Prince and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's all well and good. But the fact of the matter is that this store wasn't following the guidelines that they that they gave out. It wouldn't even be open in the first place. And we wouldn't be sitting there having this dumbass conversation. <laughs> 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 so... In the grass game, like uh, I don't even understand why we're talking about this because everything you're saying is fucking stupid. Because if they wasn't doing all this shit, it wouldn't be fucking open. <laughs> so what the fuck are you talking about? You'd be ordering this shit online. So go to hell, home if you don't want to wear a mask. Continue to order online. I feel like you've wasted years of my life at this point because of the four words you've said. All right, next up, Hudson.
0: What's new in your world, man?
2: All right. All right. I'll tell you what's new. It's going to be touch right here. That's what's going to be happening right now. Okay. If you like me and a lot of men out there, then you have likely heard from your significant other that you never listen. I think it's time once and for all within the walls of this sanctum that we dispel these unjust rumors and present to you the people the absolute truth. Okay. For this, I turn to my one and trusted source, Google. All right. Now, when I last searched in Google, I got 1,630,000,000 results. So, so there's a mountain of scientific data out there. Now, don't be intimidated by that mountain of results because I, your trusted podcaster, will tell you all you need to know right now. Okay. The very first results your spouse may not want to hear what you have to say. Look, folks, I think it's important to note here that this doesn't mean that what you're saying is not important. It's just not important to your spouse. Okay, look, scientifically speaking, the word important is relative to the individual. Let me just say that there's a little concept here in the United States, in America, that we like to call freedom, okay? I am free to disregard what you say is drivel. You know, let's keep it all the way honest. Let's keep it all the way 100, right? Do you really believe that, 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 that what we have to say is all that important either? You don't. So, so stop the double standards, okay? Now, number two, okay? Next thing I saw was that your spouse may not wanna listen to avoid conflict, okay? Look here, y'all. This is for your own good. If it seems like you're about to go on some barrage of name-calling or you're getting upset, right? You know, it's the best time for us to just shut those ears off. We don't want to hear something hurtful. And and this whole thing just escalates all because we forgot to bring home a carton of milk. Is that what you want? You know, in situations like this, we find it best to go to a happy place in our minds so so we're not tempted to retaliate and we start just hurling insults back and forth at one another. Number three, research suggests that men listen differently than women, okay? Specifically, women appear to use both sides of the brain while men rely more heavily on one side when listening. This is going to solve 50% of your issues right here, specifically for women that are having these issues. I'm about to fix it for you right now. You know, I'm so excited. We out here saving marriages here today, y'all. If you feel your spouse is not listening to you, maybe you're standing on the wrong side of them. If you think it's going in one ear and out the other, then try the other ear. Okay, look, we preaching today, y'all. Someone needed to hear this, and I'm coming with the gospel. Number four, if you do this in conjunction with number three on the list, this will solve 75% of your issues, guaranteed. Imagine your significant other listening to you 75% of the time. I mean, uh, who can beat that, okay? Number four that I found on Google, Maybe you didn't grab your man's attention. You know, do something interesting. Make a grand interest. Walk into the room backwards or play some theme music whenever you walk around the house. You got to captivate your audience. Instead of coming in and saying, I need you to take out the trash uh, like a million times. How about a funny story instead? If you don't have a funny story, don't worry. Google can help you with that, too. Let's go to number five. You got to ask yourself, if your man ain't listening, just how long have you been talking? Okay? (laughs) Look, okay. Studies suggest that men can listen for up to six minutes before tuning you out. It means that after you do the attention grabber from, from number four, you only got a short window before our ears just shut down. Our minds are like computers, okay? We can only process so much information before we overheat, okay? Many prominent business folk say that if you can't pitch your idea in 30 seconds or less, it'll be difficult for you to sell it to your customers. So see, it's not just your spouse, it's everyone. So after you make your grand interest and tell your funny story, you only have a little time left, which is why the 30-second pitch is so important. Number six. This is, oh, man. Okay, look. Up to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. Okay? So where you might think most of us aren't listening, it might be the exact opposite. We might be listening too much. Hmm? OK, we may be paying so much attention to all your nonverbal cues, you know, like the tone, like, like your tone or, or that angry look on your face, you know, that we might totally be missing what's coming out of your mouth. It means that what you say is only 7% of the message that you are trying to get across. And do you really want us to miss the other 93% just, just so we can concentrate on the 7%? Come on, make it make sense. If you really want us to listen to the 7%, then lower your tone and fix your face into a smile, okay? And watch our ears just pick right up. Now, number seven is the last thing and perhaps the most important. The reason we may not listen might be because you wrong as hell, okay? Now, look. (laughs) <laughs> the New York Times did an article last year that said eight out of 10 women wear the wrong size bra. Now, this alarming statistic suggests that, <laughs> suggests that you ladies can't even pick out your own undergarments. Now, I'm supposed to trust that, you're, that what you're saying is valid? Okay, again, make it make sense to me, y'all. For any relationship to work, it takes sound communication. And it takes two to tangle, right? But it's time to point the finger inward and stop pointing it outward, okay? If you feel like your significant other isn't listening, maybe you ought to think about your presentation. As for me and mine, well, we communicate beautifully. You know why earlier today, she was just telling me how she would like me to wash the garbage and take out the dishes. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay, so look, that's my time. All right, peace, grits, and greasy lips, y'all. Wow. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. Hey, hey, this
0: alarming statistic.
2: (laughs) Eight out of 10 women, they wear the wrong size drawers, okay? (laughs) Come on, I'm supposed to trust what you're saying? Come on. (laughs) Wow. You know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't think that requires any additional commentary <laughs> <It doesn't matter. laughs> at all. We just we're gonna just let that stand on its own <laughs> and move right along with the show. Please refer
1: comments <laughs> and suggestions to info at sjhmancave.com, or you can visit us <laughs> on our Facebook page at uh, SJH Podcast <laughs> Family. <laughs> Which will probably be a direct <laughs> line to Mr. Meadows and his opinions that he has shared today. Ladies, I, I I implore you to respond. Let's get into our
0: main topic today, which is regarding Tim Norman, who had a major role on the reality show Sweetie Pie. Now, Sweetie Pie is about a woman named Robbie Montgomery who created her own soul food restaurant and runs it with her family. Tim Norman allegedly took out a $450,000 life insurance policy on his nephew, Andre Montgomery, and then had him murdered. A week later, he attempted to cash in on this policy, and now he has been arrested and is facing charges. Um, So first and foremost, I want to say condolences to the Montgomery family for everything. They are experiencing right now. I know this has got to be a very difficult time, especially for Robbie Montgomery, who, you know, uh, created this restaurant and had this uh, show and is now seeing a lot of that legacy being torn apart through no fault of her own. Um, But now that we've stated that, gentlemen, (laughs) let's get uh, right to it. First and foremost, considering Norman's checkered past, was it a mistake to bring him around his nephew in the first place? Should the family have already taken some measures to kind of distance him from some of the other kids?
2: Tough one to say, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that most people don't believe in rehabilitation. With that said, you know, rehabilitation hasn't been proven to be too successful in this country with the way we do it. But, you know, I think you you sort of treat family a little bit different. I guess you would hope that it being a nephew, I think we've all, you know, seen family members who might steal something out grandma purse or or do some you know, uh, you would never think murder. But I'll tell you, maybe not at first. But here's a clue for me that I saw in one of the clips, and you really got to look out for something like this, right? This is one of those things you don't even normally look out for. If after a few years that he has been out of prison and he still got his prison body, I think you need to watch out. (laughs) Because this dude... This dude... Came out and I saw the clip of him, and he didn't been out of prison for some years, and he still got that swole up prison body. You know, that that not really cut, just swole up, you know, all, all they doing is dips and, and push-ups. He still got that body, which mm-hmm. means he's still in that mindset. You might you might want to start distancing from a person that wow. keeps doing that. <laughs> I can't say I even thought about that, Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to make right. Well, think about it. If, if No, it's a great point. They make up little things like if you got prison commissary, they make up this thing they call a spread, and they put everything together and make it one giant meal, and they throw a whole bunch of different stuff into it, right? Tell me you wouldn't be a little off-put if you see somebody making a spread and they didn't been out of jail for five years already, all right, dudes, you ain't assimilated back to normal food yet? You still making prison <laughs> spreads? I mean, Yo. that, uh, that's you got to start thinking about stuff like that.
0: Be comfortable in the environment. He going to be one of them, them booty bad dudes. Uh, he <laughs> look like it. He oh going right, like to be posted in there. You want peanut butter? <laughs> you want jelly? <laughs> Which one yeah, you, you want to like use? He gonna, oh, man, right, right, right. I see shit. I want
2: shit. (laughs) But, you know, to directly answer your question, how do you keep Mm -hmm. them away? You know, I mean, how do you really do it? And that's and that's the issue, because nephew is still even though nephew wasn't grown at the time. I think when he first came out, he was still older. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. I mean, how can exactly, especially if she's taken is her son. It's her son, mm-hmm. you know, so I just don't see how how it worked out.
0: Yeah, I think that I think it's hard, you know, especially when you're in a situation when you know um, someone ha- is violent or has bad tendencies. You know, how do you protect your kids from it? I've never thought about that in terms of, of murder. You know, I've never even considered, you know, family members murdering each other. But I think about it a lot from the standpoint of sexual abuse. You know, you hear stories all the time about, you know, the the, the uncle that people trusted Mm. or just the close friend of the family um, that people trusted, that they let them watch their kids and terrible things happen. And then the kid just doesn't say anything. Not even that they feel like nobody would believe them. It's just like, I just never. I just want to pretend this never happened. I just want to forget about it. Uh, One of my uh, favorite reaction YouTubers got a DJ ghost. He was molested twice as a child and both of them by uh, both times by women. And one time his his mother, she was in prison and he had to stay with um, this this couple. Right. And it was a married couple. And for whatever reason, the wife decided that she was attracted to him. And one day the husband was away. And she called him into the room and she was already naked. And she just, she just basically raped him. And he was like, I felt horrible about it. I knew her husband. You know, her husband just came back home and she pretended she acted like everything was okay. And he was terrified. The husband would find out and then, you know, really physically harm him because of it. And it was just absolutely terrifying. And he was like, I didn't this is a woman who was a deep personal friend of my mother's. You know, so I didn't. I didn't even know how to venture into that type of conversation with her to tell her that this has happened. So I just kept my mouth shut and just moved forward. And he, and he had to stay at that house for a couple of more weeks. After that, he was like, at night, I would just if she would come in the room, I would just pretend that I was asleep. And luckily, she wasn't like really, really forceful about it. Well, you know, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make you do this. But it was like he just spent the time in terror. And that's what that's the kind of thing that that I'm afraid of. Like, how do you how do you, one, make it clear to your child that if anything happens to you, anything happens to you, you have to tell me. But then, two, how do you try to, you know, kind of identify those people in your life who might be willing to hurt your child and then keep and then cut those people off or at least keep them in a position position where they're not able to have that type of access to your child. It is so hard, so hard. So it's not like I can even blame the mother or say like, you should have done more to keep something like this from happening. Why should you have to work to keep your son from putting a hit out on his nephew? Like that is, that's beyond the pale,
1: bro. Beyond the pale. Well, at the same time too, just reading up on some of this stuff and what that this dude was doing. I mean, stalking his, his one of them basketball wife chicks. and Yeah, yeah. And punching employees in the face and attacking people. I mean, this dude clearly came out of prison angry. It's pretty obvious, at least from the majority of the incidents that, were that took place. And then just that aggressive move to take money from your mama and her business and just, you know, go and do what you want to do with it. Like he seemed like the type of one that didn't want to be that alpha male, and then at the same time, I think about that too. Like you have a lot of, and I don't know if it's like a down south thing or whatever, but like black mothers, they they have like history. they 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 they, they, they give their kids a very long very long leech rope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not, not that it's a just down south thing. thing that happens in Chicago. Yeah. I, don't know what I mean, that's why I was saying like, I don't know if there's this down South or if that's just mothers in general. Like they babies can't do no wrong. Sometimes even when they do wrong, mm-hmm. they was just done wrong in some way. And, and I've heard a lot of them throw that whole, you know, he ain't had no father as a baby and stuff like that. I had to raise him on my own and this and that it's almost like they are trying to justify like them raising him and how he turned out. But at the same time, it's like, don't blame him for being the, the piece of shit that he is. Cause it's kind of my fault, but it's not my fault. Cause his daddy left. So like, like they, they like, like black women have a very strong, like attachment for their kids. And they just feel like sometimes when they make mistakes and when they do shit, that's just clearly above the norm and whatnot. Like they 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 the first ones to be like they should they did let my baby go. And like no your your baby should be locked up forever. <laughs> Quite honestly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like if there if there was an under prison, I think he he should be in it buffer.
2: To plan out for a couple years, he had that insurance policy for a couple years, I think. He did? Yeah. He took he took that insurance Holy policy smokes, out for bro. a couple years. And, and to plan that out, you know, and to do that, that that doesn't speak to a that doesn't speak to a, a non-rational uh, aggressive. I want to kill you. And it's like uh, that. Like that's a jump. That's a whole different. It's almost like this dude has a has a multiple personality sort of thing going <laughs> that, that he could even do that. Like like one of you said, it's like he could sit in that interview knowing he he set that up and just sit there like ain't nothing, <laughs> you know? Like, like, mm-hmm. How could you sit there knowing that you did this and talk about it, you know?
0: Are there signs that you all look for in people to make decisions about whether or not you're comfortable with having them around your kids?
1: I look at everybody the same way. If you're taking so too much interest in my kids and whatnot, that I'm always a little concerned, because they mine, so like when you show an interest in things that you really shouldn't show interest in like that that always sends up kind of like a red flag like their clothes or how they wear things or just personal stuff like when you when you reach it a little too deep like i i know that there's 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 mental disease and i know there's all kind of issues with certain people you know we have that in our family so i'm always cautious at the same time that i try to be patient and try to be understanding. But at the same time, I, I don't want any mistakes to be made. So I don't know if I necessarily have any indicators. I, I just try to pay attention to people when they're around my kids. Just at the same time, I try to pay attention to my kids to, to pay attention to the fact of whether or not they feel like they're nervous, or if they feel uncomfortable, or if it's something about them that there's a little off-putting. So I think it's very I think it's important to understand your kids other than trying to understand other people that you might not necessarily know. You also have those family members who you do have some insight into, but you with your kids every day and they and they give off those signs so long as you have an open dialogue or if you help them understand certain things or if you if you just have constant confirmation, like I tell my kids all the time, like if you, you feel uncomfortable or Or if there's something wrong or something happens and whatnot, please come talk to me. Talk to me, because I, Daddy, can't do anything to help you unless you tell him. But at the same time, and when I do try to pay attention to their mannerisms, I try to pay attention to the way they react around people, how they are, and then when it comes to like those conversations, like we have, like when my kids, they talk to me. I try to make sure that I keep an open mind because sometimes they, even though they're not able to articulate things the way we would normally do as adults, they have their way of speaking. So you just kind of got to pay attention to like some of the indicators and some of the things that they explain and you got to stay open-minded to what they say.
2: My dad, God rest his soul. My dad was a a very uh, protective individual, of me. Probably because I was his only son, only child, you know, so he was very protective of me. And I remember when I when I was about to go into high school, there were a few high schools that wanted me to come there. So there was uh, St. Ignatius, there was Mount Carmel, and there was Whitney Young. And, and St. Ignatius and Mount Carmel, it both offered some scholarship money. So there was some thought that w- with Mount Carmel that I might, you know, play some type of sport with them. You know, and at the time, of course, football is always big with them, and wrestling was a, was a big thing with them as well um, at the time. You know, and they always they always seem to like they always seem to talk about golf too. Um, there was yeah. there was talks if you need like a part time job, you can be a caddy with us too, and all of that. and And something about it rubbed my dad the wrong way. Right. There was something in there that he didn't like. You know, I remember we went home one day because we visited the school twice. And, you know, the second time we went, he concerned with how often that my son would see some girls, you know, and and, uh, you know, <laughs> they told, well, they have a couple dances with sister school who comes along. And I mean, I could see that there was something bothering him. So you get home one day and, you know. And mind you, I hardly ever asked my dad anything because he taught so much. You know, I grew up just to be just like him. But he offered (laughs) up the information to me. You know, he's like, boy, I know, you know, Mount Carmel, you know, kind of wants to go, but you you can count them out. You know, I was like, "Uh, okay, Uh, well, why is that? Well, boy, you know, (laughs) them, them Catholic priests, you know, I knew it. I knew it. You know, you, boy, you don't speak up enough. And, you know, I want a priest to be hemming you up in the back. <laughs> you ain't going to hey, I can't trust that you're going to say something to your daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> Wow! So one of them, one of them coming less. You and I never know.
1: I saw that coming
2: a mile away. <laughs>
1: Ooh! And, and holy smokes! <laughs>
2: I'm 13, 14 at the time. I'm feeling my old. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'm sitting there arguing. Ain't no priest gonna come at me. I'ma make sure. <laughs> You know, get there. ain't no priest gonna go him me up at nothing. I ain't, you know, I ain't into that. You know, boy, oh, I do it now. But I know what you gonna be into after four years with them. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I saw
1: it coming a mile away. I swear I did.
0: <laughs> now, wow. Wow. wow.
2: You know, I, and, you know, on one hand, I I want to, in a lot of ways, my dad was protective. That wasn't the only way. I mean, my dad was protective in damn near every way, overprotective. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I don't want to be that for my children. On the other hand, when I look out in the world right now, you know, you know, it's and it's not just stuff that goes on in the U.S., there's stuff going on in Greece right now. The stuff in Syria. The stuff just all over the world that's happening. It's just tough for me not to be protective of my girls right now. If I don't know you, I, I, I don't picture having my kids around you. But what it comes down to that, that Jason said, he said it. He was right on point with it. You got to be able to have a, a good conversation and a good relationship with your kids. You know, you got to be able to talk to them, and they be able to tell you in some way, shape, or form that there's something going on. And if you don't have that relationship, because you're not going to be able to catch everything, you're not gonna. No one's perfect. You're not going to be able to keep every danger away from them. So it, that's really the key. Just like Jason said, you gotta know. You gotta be able to talk with your kids and have that open relationship with them. Because if you don't, that there there's 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 bound to be a world to hurt. And they're bound to hold it inside and not talk to you about it.
0: Absolutely. I was going to add to it, but I think both of you covered everything I want to say. It's really about your dialogue with your child. Like you do the best you can to only place your child in situations where they're going to be protected, but you can't be everywhere. You can't see anything. So see everything. So the most important thing is that if something does occur, If your child feels a certain way, that they're comfortable enough to come talk to you and that they know, hey, you can tell me anything and we'll deal with it. We'll get this taken care of and that you don't just hide it in and pretend you're not feeling this pain. So I I 100 percent agree. All right. I want to thank all of you for joining us here at SJH Man Cave. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Once again, if you are a Black business owner and would like to get featured as our business of the week, please make sure to send an email to info at sjhmancave.com. Any of our listeners can get a hold of us there as well. Remember that you can hear this and other episodes on all your major podcast platforms. We are also on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. Once you're there, please hit that subscribe button, like, and leave a comment. You can also like, share, and follow us on Facebook at S J H Podcast Family. I would like to thank my two fellow podcasters, Jason and Hudson, for keeping it real. Until next time, this is your host Samori signing off.
2: Peace out.